door is broke. Maybe fifth time or so, it don't open. Maybe there's a penny stuck in there. Why a penny? I don't know. Did you stick a penny in there? No, I was just making small talk. If I find a penny in there, I'm taking you down. guest because mo is out this whole week so joining me for the morning show this week is longtime podcaster and never winner uh ever present thorn in my side hillary berkey that's me hi hillary hello side i am thorn in the way that mo and i are like the same person gender swapped hillary and i are like brother and sister not gender swapped. Both, yeah, no. Well, depends on the day, I guess. Uh, but who uh, simultaneously love and hate each other. Yeah, that's a great so, way of putting it. It'll be it'll be a good, uh, interesting week. Different dynamic, but I think you'll enjoy it. Coming up on today's show, the best job ever. More crazy state facts, and we're not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. Obviously. But first, it's September 17th, and that means we got a few holidays to celebrate. What do we got, Hillary? Um, it's Constitution Day and Citizens Day. Citizenship Day. Citizenship Day. I don't so know. that's the day I guess you get your citizenship? Um, or I thought that was celebrate the day you were being born. a citizen? I don't know. Well, this would obviously be people coming in from other countries. First of all, well, I guess that's true. I would think getting your citizenship. I am, I am proud to be a citizen every day. <laughs> Some I didn't have to take no dumb test. <laughs> I passed the only test that matters, being born in America. <clears throat> and National Apple Dumpling Day. What is an apple dumpling? It's like a dumpling, but with apples. What's a dumpling? It's a, um, you know, like like <laughs> like chicken and dumplings? It's just dough pieces. Just a piece of dough? It's Yeah. So it's like apples on the bottom of the pan, and then you just put... Um, dough or you know dumplings on top and then you bake it and then you scoop it it's like a cobbler but not really weird yeah so the apples aren't in the dumplings no or you could i guess you could make apple dumplings isn't there like a japanese thing called a dumpling that has stuff in it yeah and those are good so that's not the same thing no i don't think weird so. okay it would be awful but yeah the more dumplings the better <laughs> the more food just give us all of the food uh so the last time our uh podcast listeners heard you uh before we transitioned to the morning show was on our last episode of the podcast where we talked about 13 reasons why season two yeah we did which was disappointing not the episode podcast but the (laughs) but the show yes uh anyway 
Since then, what's been going on in your life, Hillary? Well, let's see. I, um, I'm taking 16 credit hours in, at a community college. Gracious. Yeah. I'm, well, it gets better. I'm also a full-time employee mm-hmm. for our school system here, which is, you know what? I really do love my job. Yeah. It's crazy, and it's hectic, and there's a lot to do. But it is a good job. That's happened. Um, I sleep less. Mm-hmm. I worry more. I, I straightened my hair yesterday. I don't, I mean, that's yep. all I got. I'm a relatively boring individual. <laughs> oh, no, I made a friend. You made a friend? I did. It's a true story. In my anatomy and physiology one class, I made a friend. And her husband also works at a church here in town. Not the same church. Um, but, so that's cool. Like, we're both young wives of church employees. <laughs> and so we all had, like, dinner last night. It was great. That's cool. Yeah. I made a friend. That's like <laughs> six total now. So fun fact, um, for those of you listening who might work with Hillary, she is not actually in the studio right now as you're listening to this. They are not listening to this. I can guarantee well, there it. There are a few people. That, uh, anyway. Oh, okay. well, that's we, uh, oh, that's true. We, yeah. We record these on Saturday because currently we don't have enough uh, funding for this to be any of our actual jobs in the morning. But what it is, so you're welcome. <laughs> Mo, ha- happy hour with yeah, Hillary. Mo last week, uh, she's she's had to be out for, for a couple weeks now because she's had, uh, well, she talked about she had gallbladder issues. She also mm-hmm. found out she has an ulcer on top of that. So Aww. now they're having to wait to do any surgery to find out how they're going to handle. Uh, it's just, it's a mess. And part of why she's not here this week. Um, but... While she's been out, her coworkers have heard her on the morning show during morning hours when she should be at work, and getting her in trouble. Got all yeah, got all uh, all uppity about it, <laughs> <laughs> thinking, "Well, she's not at work. What's she doing? Going being on this morning show every morning?" So yeah, just I know it takes away from the mystique of those of you who lis- listen every morning, but uh, we are not actually here right now. This is not live. But if you I'm want sorry. us to be every morning, <laughs> you just, what do they got to do, Matt? Uh, pay money. Give you us know, jo- lots of money. Join our Patreon <laughs> and get us fully funded. That would be great. Um, but no, uh, patreon.com slash radio or backrowradio.com and hit the donate button. But anyway, just for any of Hillary's coworkers who might be listening, she's not actually here skipping out on work. Yeah, Mr. She's, Rutledge. She's working just right now well, as we speak. Hopefully. Unless it's the early morning show, at what, which point she's still asleep. What time does this happen? Uh, in our time zone, it starts at 5. Oh, gross. From yeah, five I'm to eight, asleep. And then it replays from 8 to uh, 11. Oh, yeah. In well, the mountain time Then I'm zone. not asleep. <laughs> Uh, my week has been weird. Um, to catch y'all on up on my dad, uh, told you last, last time that, uh, my dad had been on the uptrend at the hospital in Lubbock and then he, uh, his kidneys had shut down, uh, out of nowhere. And so he was stuck there for a little longer and until they were able to get it up, uh, running a little better. Um, he got sent to a rehab facility here in our town, which he hated he was miserable because they don't separate the people that are there just for rehabilitation for a short uh, time and the people that are living out the last days of their life. Death. That's got to be awful. And so there's moaning and death wails and my dad is just sitting there thinking, 
conspiracy theories of they've left me here to die. I'm never getting out of this place. So he was going nuts. Uh, but he's finally home. Yay. He was home for about 24 hours, and then he had to go back to the hospital because he had a urinary tract infection. Gosh, that's so it's just, just a the yo-yo. Worst. It's just a yo-yo of health stuff with my dad. But he's now back home on antibiotics and doing okay. Uh, so thank you everybody for your prayers. Uh, I've been sent quite a few good messages uh, that I've passed along. So thank you for that. He's doing all right. The other weird thing that happened this week is that I was told that I couldn't say sheesh because it was blasphemous. What? Because sheesh is apparently a derivative of G's, which is a derivative of Jesus. So saying sheesh is, sheesh is using the nor- Lord's name in vain. I can't even say the whole sentence. Uh, I mean, maybe you sheesh. can't say it because you got a little bit of a lisp there. But... Is sheesh or something? Yeah, you want to want to talk there. I hey, <laughs> I am a lisper and I am proud to be a lisper. Well, that's weird. Let us know what you think of that. Is sheesh blasphemous? Am I breaking the first commandment? Is that the first commandment? The... Is my Lord's name the Lord's name in vain, or is you should have no other gods before me? I don't remember. It's Does one it of the first two. Because they're all important. They really shouldn't be But I feel, it, I feel ashamed that I don't know <laughs> if it's the first or second. We just Google it. Uh, I could do that. Could. Or, <laughs> or I could embrace my ignorance. Yes. Just say it proudly. It is the first commandment. It is no, the I'm pretty first. Sure it's, I'm pretty sure the first one is thou shalt not have any other gods before me. Uh, or is that number six? Because, like, they, they're on the tablets, and it's like one through five, six through ten, and both of those are like right up at the tippy tops. Right at the tippy tops? Yeah, of each of the tablets. Why are Moses you. Moses was way cooler than we all thought. He had tablets before all of us. Google's being a jerk. Well, and whose fault is that? Yo, man. Is it Google? All right, Ten Commandments. Uh, dang. What? Lord's name in vain is number four. What? No, no, no. Number three. Wait. It, you're right. Because they do sometimes word or number them differently. Why don't you just look in a Bible? So Where's strange. the Bible? We're in a church. Okay. It looks like it's number three. You should not misuse the name of the Lord your God. All right. So tell me if I'm breaking the third commandment, y'all, by saying sheesh. Because <laughs> I need to know. Because if I am, then I think I'm spiritually obligated to stop saying it. Yeah, I mean, Don't you agree? I I think as long as it sits well in your heart. But I mean, well, it did until now. Now I, think, I need to know. But I can I can get the G's. G's the I get, and I do but, use that. But I don't I, I don't shouldn't. see the connection between sheesh, which is like S H E E S H, or however you spell it, and so there's just right. I would think it's the derivative different. of the S word. Yeah. Before I would think it's. It's from. I mean, we're talking about Jesus. derivatives of other words. I've been saying fruits recently. When something, I'm like, oh, fruits. Fruits. You know. Uh, and it works. Deidre's mom literally says the word cuss. It was, ah, cuss. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. That's awesome. <laughs> it is Manic Monday here on Back Row Radio, which means we play a little bit of the harder rock here on the morning show when we come back. Possible alien attack on the way? Hmm. Stick around.
news story out of Sun Sunspot, New Mexico. Didn't know that was a place. This is our home state. And uh, you might have already heard about this just because it's been generating a lot of buzz online. Uh, a small solar observatory tucked away in the woods of a national forest in Sunspot. Uh, <laughs> scientists and other personnel were commanded last week to leave at once. A week later, the facility remained vacant. No one was willing to say why. The mysterious and lengthy evacuation in a state known for secretive military testing and a suspected UFO crash has spawned a wealth of speculation. Did the researchers spot something extraterrestrial? Was the solar telescope hacked by a foreign power and deployed to spy on you and me? Uh, or the state mis- the state's missile testing range over at White Sands? Who knows? Or is there an innocuous explanation suppressed only because of corporate and government resistance to transparency? Well, on Friday, the entrance to the National Solar Observatory was blocked by yellow crime scene tape and two security guards who said even they had been kept in the dark. The guards from the Red Rock Security and Patrol in Las Cruces, New Mexico, did not give their names, but they said it was their first day uh, that the company was guarding the entrance and that only the director and an assistant were allowed in. There was no obvious sign of law enforcement activity. Uh, One guard said, we don't know anything. We're just as curious as anyone else. A spokeswoman for the nonprofit group that runs the facility said the organization was addressing a security issue, quote unquote, but offered no additional information other than, I can tell you it definitely wasn't aliens. Oh, that means which it was is, yeah, aliens. Which is exactly what you would say when it's definitely <laughs> aliens. <laughs> she said Friday the facility will remain closed until further notice. Neither the FBI, which was spotted on the premises around the time of the evacuation, nor those who worked at the facility would tell local law enforcement what had happened, said Otero County Sheriff Benny House. House, the sheriff himself, said that just before 10 a.m. Uh, September 6th, staffers at the Sunspot facility called to report that they were evacuating the building and asked if deputies could assist. He said a sergeant and a deputy were dispatched and told upon arrival that the FBI had been there earlier, but neither staff nor the Bureau would explain why the facility had to be vacated, House said. He said a volunteer fire chief claimed that the FBI had told him there had been a quote-unquote credible threat, but would provide no details. So this is interesting. This is very interesting, and it's just for the fact that it's so non-transparent. Mm-hmm. There's no facts coming out, not even to local law enforcement or anything and like they're that. They're not even lying, saying, oh, I think there's a gas leak, and we want to keep people safe, just in case somebody decides to light a cigarette. There's nothing like that. It's just, we're closing it. It's going to stay closed. Nobody knows what's going on except for... The director, the director, which just sounds creepy, and an assistant. The director. So what makes that assistant so important? Hmm? I'm a secretary. I should get to know these things. So it's like 9 a.m. Everybody's working there like normal. 10 a.m. rolls around. Everybody out. Don't come back till we say. So do these people still get paid? I don't know. That's what I I would want to know. Well, it's a nonprofit. So I guess, well, it's a nonprofit group that runs it. I don't know. I don't know, really. I do know that it's not like a telescope pointing up into space looking for aliens. It's pointing at the sun. It's a solar uh, (gasps) telescope. Sun aliens. So sunny. Gosh, they would be so hot. We would not survive. Get it? So hot. Get it? On fire. Hot. Uh, So, yeah. (laughs) Who knows? Is it the Russians? 
No, it's they just, sun they aliens. Seem, they just seem to be the, the boogeyman these days for everything. So I have a question. Yeah. If Martians come from Mars and Venusians come from Venus, ask John about that. What do sun aliens, what are they called? Solans, I would assume. Something like that, The yeah. soul is technically yeah. what the star's name is, right? Yeah. S-O-L. Which is a terrible name yeah. <laughs> when you spell it. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Just so, a, who knows? Just a question. We'll find out, I guess, when we're all enslaved. I, for one, welcome our new sun alien overlords. <laughs> it's Manic Monday. <laughs> Jesus created them, too. <laughs> we're playing more Christian rock. We'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the Back Row Morning Show. Up next... More phrases that you are saying wrong. Stick around. Two of the back row morning show. Oh, hit my microphone there. Uh, Mo is out this week, so joining me in the booth is Hillary Berkey. Yep. She's super excited. I, you know, <laughs> I haven't finished my coffee yet. Yeah. So hey, maybe at the end of this, I'll be a little more excited. <laughs> but it's Monday, so who knows? <laughs> a money-saving tip from Casting Crowns Juan Devevo. Instead of buying a Zen garden, just get a tiny toy rake and play in the kitty litter. It even comes with its own little rocks. That's disgusting. <laughs> There's even more obstacles if you let your kitty use the litter before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Afters, Josh Haven says, It's pretty cool how the band's new song is showing up all over the place. He posted one example while the local steak place, he opened the menu and the name of their latest song, Well Done, was listed right there. <laughs> And You're gonna get steak well done. <laughs> we need to talk. Uh, no. I like I like well done steak. No, yeah. gosh. If I'm going to a place that you know, I ain't gonna get a great steak anyway. No, no, no. I if want it well done. If you're going to a place that doesn't necessarily serve good steak, don't spend the money on a steak. <laughs> Just go over to John's dad's house. Everybody, and, and get, everybody in America, if you a want a good steak, steak come on over to John's steak. dad's house. John Berkey Jr. <laughs> makes the best steaks. Uh, Danny Goki is looking for some middle ground. He posted, I hate when I stay at a hotel and the shower only has two options, third degree burns or skinny dipping in Antarctica. Yeah. That's true. I'd much rather get third degree burns than skinny dip in Antarctica. See, I don't think so because skinny dipping in Antarctica... You'd eventually get used to, like, really quickly. Right before you die of hypothermia. Third degree burns, you dead, man. It ain't ever mm, stopping. That's you, not true. you burn your skin off, and then you just burn layer after layer until you're dead. No, that's not how that's it how works. Exactly that's how exactly. Literally it works. not how it works. That's exactly how it works. No, so you have the, you have your epidermis up here on the top. Don't of Don't say skin. that. This is a family show. <laughs> I learned this in class. I'm so proud of myself. You have your epidermis, and there are only so many layers. And once all that's gone, and all the nerves are gone. You don't feel anything. Oh, okay. When you're just a massive muscle Bert, tissue. Yeah, and... pretty much, yeah. <laughs> all right. We have been uh, hitting you hard with all these phrases that you are definitely saying wrong. 
last week. We had a whole bunch of them. Uh, we got a couple more sets of them this week. And uh, this time we get to put Hillary to the test. I'm so smart. All right. So <laughs> is the phrase by in large or by and large? It's by and large. Correct. By and large is commonly credited as a sailing term, but in its original usage, it began as a phrase that means in general or generally speaking, or something that gives you some idea of generality. Buying in large is something you typically do when you buy in bulk at a wholesale store like Costco. Go Costco. All right. Is it dog eat dog or doggy dog? Dog eat dog. Correct. Yes. Doggy dog is an adorable description for your canine (laughs) companion. Dog eat dog idiomatically means something is highly competitive or ruthless. So sometimes it can feel like a dog eat dog world, but at least we have adorable doggy dogs to cheer us up. Speaking of adorable doggy dogs, uh-huh. on Friday at work there was a cute little bulldog puppy. Bulldog? Yeah, bulldog puppy in the parking lot at work. And I wanted to go get it, but they, they wouldn't allow it. That's weird. I know. He was so cute. How about you move your mic closer to your face or move your face closer to your mic? <laughs> not used to being in the eh. studio folks eh. working with all right i'm an amateur <laughs> all right next one is this better yes thank okay. you is it flush it out or flesh it out Ooh. say it say them both one more time flush it out flush is in like a toilet right or flesh it out like, I'm gonna... like your epidermis. <laughs> Way to go, Matt. You're learning. Um, I'm going to say flush it out, but I think I'm wrong. No, you are it's, wrong. It's flesh. <laughs> Dang it. If you're in a brainstorming meeting and you've got a kernel of an idea, you and your team may want to flesh it out. That means slowly but surely creating a whole idea by layering structures upon each other. But say in the same meeting, there's a small problem with the structure you already created and you can't yet pinpoint what it is. Well, then you want to flush it out. As in put it in the toilet because it's worthless. So uh, I was technically right because <laughs> both of them are used. Uh, no. <laughs> Flush I, it out is never it, yeah. used correctly, I don't think. That's probably true. All right. Is it deep-seated with a D or deep-seated with a T? Seeded, like seeds. Deep-seated? Deep yes. Wrong. The most confusing part about these phrases is the fact that both of them have compelling visuals. If you plant a deep seed, you assume that it's safe and will eventually make its way to the light. And the phrase deep-seeded, which is technically the correct terminology, means something that feels buried deeply within an already existing structure. So while both totally make Uh, sense, if you really have a deep-seated need to be grammatically correct at all times, avoid (laughs) using deep-seated. They just sound uh, way too, like, way too close. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Which is probably why people mistake them both, which makes sense. This one you probably will get, because I feel like this is one that you already have an issue with. Is it any way or any ways? It's any way. (laughs) Correct. Without the Z or the S, (laughs) however you're trying to say it. There's nothing wrong with saying any ways in casual conversation, but adding an S to the end of any way makes the conversation significantly more colloquial and relaxed. If you're in the middle of a professional presentation, consider dropping the any ways and keep your speech crisp, clear, and technically correct with any way. How many more do we got? Three. 
Okay, because I got one that I want to talk about. Okay. Okay. Uh, is it scapegoat or escape goat? Scapegoat. <laughs> Correct. If you're using a goat as transportation to escape from a situation <laughs> that you don't want to be in, you could call the animal an escape goat, but yeah. you would be... And you would still be technically correct. But if you are looking to describe a person that is taking the brunt of the blame for something difficult or trying situation, you would call him or her a scapegoat. Yeah, right. you would. Is it step foot or set foot? Use them in a sentence. Like I wouldn't step or set foot in that building. It's set foot. Correct. Both of these phrases have been around in our language for a very long time, and both are more or less interchangeable, but the phrase set foot, as in the minute I set foot in that room, I want to be ready, is significantly more popular, and according to the Oxford English Dictionary, seems to be a couple centuries older than its similar-sounding predecessor. Okay, last one. Cool. Is it should have or should of? I should. So if we're talking, like... Crisp grammar in English, uh-huh. right? That's what we're talking about. It should be should have. I should have done this. Not should have. I should have done this. Because of is a different type of word. Correct. And the biggest reason people often get these two phrases confused is because the of the way they should have, uh, of the way should have contracts. Uh, so if you contract it, it mm-hmm. sounds like should have, should mm-hmm. of, because it's, Apostrophe V-E. Mm-hmm. Um, if you say it quickly in everyday conversations, certainly sounds like should have. And while maybe no one in the, uh, no one in your fantasy football league will hear the difference between I should have traded my QB when I get the chance and I should have traded my QB when I got the chance, in a more professional setting, you should always have to have in your correspondence. Amen. So what's the one you want to talk about? You know what's irritating? We might have already gotten it. What's it? <clears throat> well, it's... It's when somebody's telling me a story. It's when somebody's telling me a story, right? Mm-hmm. And they're saying, well, I says this. <laughs> so I says to him, no, that's so, not it. I said to him, I said this. I told him. You don't say I says. So I says to Mabel, I says, Mabel. <laughs> and it, one of my favorite substitutes at the high school says this. <laughs> says. And it bothers me, but he's he's an older gentleman. He's he's had a teaching career and he's, you know, retired and just subs because he likes to be in school and stuff. That's fine. But when he's telling me these stories, I'm like, no, please stop. <laughs> Praise the Lord he didn't teach English. But good night. I wonder okay. if he's the same guy I'm thinking of. Yeah. Wow, okay. She mouthed the name, but she didn't want to put it on air. No, because he's wonderful. He is a great guy. And I don't yeah. ever want he's him to think that, like, that I don't like him. But <laughs> sometimes I just, like, no, please. Please stop. Please stop. Oh, man. Well, it's Manic Monday, y'all. We're playing more of the harder Christian hits. When we come back, how much coffee will kill you? None. Stick around.
welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show with Matt and Hillary yeah, today. Yeah, I'm not yeah. Mo. There's Mo of Hillary today. So instead of random facts with Mo, we got random facts with Hillary. Hillary, hit oh. us with the knowledge. Oh, Lord. Alrighty. So what happened was... No. <laughs> Um, Okushumia Shima. Okunoshima. Okunoshima. I knew that. It's testing Matt. Also known as Rabbit Island, is a Japanese island that is predominantly populated by rabbits. The island is so overrun with adorable rabbits, it has become a major tourist destination. Hmm. That's. That would be terrifying to me. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, they. I would think an island overrun by any any one creature would terrify me to death. It depends. Like, overrun by rabbits? Nah, it's not too scary. Overrun by birds or Komodo dragons? Yeah, I'm a little afraid. Definitely birds, yeah. Shut up. There was a time? No, okay. This would have terrified you to death. Hillary is terrified of birds. Um, there was a time so. in Portalis where the square, you know the square down there downtown? Have you ever been? Mm. Is it where by the, the brewery and like yeah, the and it's where it? right yeah. in the middle yeah, yeah. is the courthouse, county yes. county house, whatever. Yes, I do know what you're talking about. There was a time where there were thousands of birds no. inhabiting the trees and the buildings in there, and it it felt like you were in that scene from the Hitchcock movie. They were just everywhere, Gosh, circling. They had it took them a year to eradicate them from downtown. They just stayed in the trees downtown. I think they eventually just had to chop the trees down and put all this like smelling deterrent everywhere. Oh, but it was, I walked down there one day and just freaked out. No, thank you. And I'm not scared of birds. Hard pass. <laughs> you, you would have been ducking into buildings. What do you mean? I would have been, what's that phobia where you don't go outside of your house? That's what I would have been. Had I lived in Portales, I would have been a hermit. And I'm okay with that. You would have traveled by sewer only. Amen. Yes. <laughs> Donatello, where you at? Okay. Number two. The teeth of limpets. Did I say that right? I think so. A type of aquatic snail can withstand more pressure than it takes to create diamonds from carbon. Wow. Huh. That's a strong limpet. And it's a yeah, and an aquatic snail. <laughs> that is just that would that would I would assume that would mean that it can survive in very very deep ocean. Then yeah, that's yeah. what I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus is just so cool, creating all these rabbits and aquatic snails and <laughs> Matt Cokers. All right, that's a pretty pretty lazy job of Adam to name it the aquatic snail. There's a snail. There's one that's in the water. Aquatic <laughs> snail. <laughs> Do you think that one like came up on land and was like, hey, Adam, I need a name. He's like, got it. Why aren't you up here with these other snails? I live in the water. Oh. Aquatic snail. <laughs> um, in We're the- dumb. <laughs> what? We are dumb. Yes. <clears throat> in, early, in the early 20th century, men of society eschewed... Eschewed. Eschewed. Eschewed, whatever. Is it eschewed or eschewed? I don't know how to read. Eschewed. Traditional Polish. 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 (laughs) 
How about we take a running gonna, start at this one we're again? We're going to try this again. Etch a sketch that last 12 seconds. All right. In the early 20th century, men of society eschewed traditional polish using champagne to shine their shoes instead. In fact, Olga Berluti. Berluti. I'm just adding extra letter. Sound like the Swedish chef. A high-end shoe designer whose company still uses Dom Perignon to polish her famed shoes. That's crazy, though. That is that's expensive. Really, that's that's to excessive. Just polish your shoes. <laughs> anyway, why would you? All right, this one doesn't have any names in it, so praise the Lord for that. It is estimated that millions of trees in the world are accidentally planted by squirrels who bury nuts and then forget where they hid them. Aww. This is kind of like me when I'm trying to hide food from myself. Except you just grow mold. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. This is the one you've all been waiting for. Consuming 85 chocolate bars, 70 cups of coffee, 13 consecutive shots of alcohol, two ground cherry pits, or... 1.59 gallons of water is enough to kill you. The water one is the the crazy one. Yeah. Just over a gallon and a half of water if you consume it all at once. And you did. Yeah. Well, and that's crazy because I know people that will carry around like water Jones jugs. Of water, yeah. So they can drink <laughs> a gallon of water a day. And now I'm thinking, you just drink another half of that and you're gone. <laughs> Gone. Do you remember that milk challenge that used to yeah. be around where people would try to drink a gallon of milk and they would all throw all up? Thro- every yes. single one of them Gosh. threw up. I wanted to try it. I'm like, I could do it. No, you couldn't. But I never. <laughs> it's Manic Monday. We're playing more of the Christian rock all morning long. We'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the Back Row Morning Show. Up next, Kicking a Burger Thief. Stick around. back y'all it's the back row morning show with matt and hillary burkey mo's out this week we've got a few odd news stories for you so let's dive in a man accused of kicking a seagull that tried to eat his cheeseburger at a new hampshire beach has been fined 124 Mm dollars uh NH1 reports the man said that he had just returned from getting a cheeseburger and fries and was sitting on the sand. He said seagulls got to the burger and he spun around with his leg to shoo one away but accidentally struck the bird. Amen. He said it was a simple mistake. A witness said it appeared that the bird's leg was injured and that it struggled to fly away. New Hampshire Fish and Game Lieutenant Adam Cheney says seagulls are protected under federal law. So I this seagull's not right. even this seagull's not even around to uh, be his accuser. Who gives a crap? And he's still being sued. 
basically. Here's the thing. Sued by a bird. Birds are awful. <laughs> Not only that, birds are terrifying. This man was probably scared for his life and for his cheeseburger's life. <laughs> you need food to survive. Therefore, I think this man is in the right. That seagull should owe him $124. You're saying that you'd be fine with kicking a seagull even if it looked at you wrong. I, yes. <laughs> I have no problem. I don't, I don't break for birds. <laughs> I don't even slightly slow down for birds. Some could even say that I might speed up a little bit. <laughs> I, the only good bird is a dead bird. Gracious. Especially the one on my Thanksgiving dinner table. <laughs> That's a pretty good bird. Amen. New story. A sarcastic sign in the window of a Connecticut restaurant asking people not to let their dogs pee on the eatery's outside flower pot has earned the owner... A $250 fine. Duck. Oh, I used to know how to pronounce this last name. Nguyen. Is it just Nguyen? Yeah. Uh, I feel like it was wrong. No, I mean. Nguyen. Kids that. Never mind. Like we have a family here in Clovis. Yeah. Is that how it's pronounced? Really? Nguyen. Yeah. All right. Nguyen. Spelled N-G-U-Y-E-N. Owner of Duck's Place in New Haven tells the New Haven Independent he was disgusted with people allowing their dogs to urinate on his pot. He thought a humorous sign was a good way of discouraging dog walkers from letting pets relieve themselves there. Honda Smith, the city's public space enforcement officer, said Nguyen broke two city ordinances by being a public nuisance. And issued the fine Tuesday. I guess it's just having a sign that mentions urination is well, a public nuisance. Well, <laughs> did did it say urination? Because here's the thing: if he like, if he wrote a little, did a little picture, like had you know somebody that was super good at like graphic design, like I don't know, my co-host for this week. Um, you're welcome. See what I did there. Thanks. Yeah. And it it had like a little flower pot and then a little dog trying to you know do his business on there and a little X through it. That's leaving it up to the imagination. <laughs> but is it? But yes, because is it's it like, though? is he saying not to let my dog pee on this pot? Or is he saying we don't like dogs or flower pots? I want to know what it said. I'm assuming it was a, there was a phrase as well. I just want to, I feel like it would have been funny. I want to know, but yeah. it didn't list it. All right, next. The Kentucky Library said a man returned a library book with a note apologizing it for being 50 years overdue. <laughs> the Lexington Public, and Li Public Library tweeted a photo of the book, Don Lawson's The United States in World War I, the story of General John J. Pershing and the American, ex this is a long book, Expeditionary Forces. And the apology note from the remorseful person, the note signed Dale H. said the book was checked out in 1968. Library said that the 15 cent per day late fees are capped at $6.75, but without the cap, the fee would have been more than $2,700. How does that even happen? You're like, <laughs> I've got to check this book out. Also, got to go to Woodstock next year. Got to make some plans. And then you just forget about it because Woodstock. And then all of a sudden it's 2018 and you're thinking, crap, I never returned to this book. Let me just go return it real quick. I mean, it sounds like a page turner. Yeah. Maybe he just wanted to read it over and over again. He memorized it is what he did. That's what he did. <laughs> oh, last bit of news. A firm in New Mexico posted a job opening for a pro-vacationist. Okay, now this is a job that I want. Well, yeah, it says it's a job. If I wasn't married, I would be going for this. Okay. 
this pro vacationist would spend a year staying at luxury resorts and sharing the experience on social media. I've heard about these. Yeah. Grupo Vidanta, which operates several resorts in Mexico, said on its website that it's seeking a social media savvy ambassador, quote unquote, to spend a year staying for free at resorts in Nuevo Velarta, Riviera Maya, Los Cabos, Acapulco, Puerto Penasco, and Puerto Vallarta. 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 The job pays $120,000 for one year, which, again, you're staying at the resorts for free, so you're not even having to use that pay to stay there, as well as travel expenses and meal credits at all the resort restaurants. Bro, let's go. This is the best job I've ever heard of. But how do you pick somebody for that? <laughs> like, they're probably looking for somebody good-looking, somebody who Oh, absolutely, who if can, it's social media. Who can so we're be both that. out. What are you talking about? <laughs> I am a shoe in I am so good looking. I have got a face for radio. Let me tell you what. No, but I mean, they're looking for somebody good looking, probably young, mm-hmm. probably, you know, willing to be a little, little crazy. I mean, not super crazy. Just a little crazy? Not a whole Make lot. It look fun. But how do you, that's got, they've got to get thousands, if mm-hmm. not hundreds of thousands of applications for this. Do they have to be a Mexican resident or citizen? I don't know. Doesn't say. But here, yeah, I mean, geez, that just sounds like a terrible job. I would hate to get picked for that. My address is, you just send me, send me all the information. I'll be there tomorrow. I will, I will drive all night and I will speed. I don't care. All right. So in comparison, what's the best job you've ever had? Don't say your current one just because you don't want to get fired. Um. It's a toss-up between when I worked at a dental office. I was the high... What was I? Sterilization, sanitation, whatever. I cleaned all of the tools that they used, all of the the hygienists and stuff. So I would, you know, clean them, put them in the machines, and, you know, just set up trays. And pretty much I just got to hang out with some really awesome ladies and a dentist. You just reminded me of Creed Bratton on The Office. What do I do here? Qua, 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 quabity, quabity ashrams. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not it, but I'm close. <laughs> so I loved that job. It was a lot of fun. And I got to wear scrubs and, you know, scrubs are like not wearing pants. So that's great. <laughs> um, I, I don't scrubs have pants? Scrubs are pants. Like, okay. But they're just so comfortable because they're so So they're light. like you're not wearing pants? They're like you're not wearing that's pants. That's awkward. It's okay. I said that actually to my boss. On my interview, he's like, you'd have to wear scrubs. And I said, scrubs are great. It's like you're not wearing pants. And he still hired me. It was great. Um, and then I, I worked at an outpatient um, rehab for drug and alcohol abuse Yeah. As, a, as an administrative assistant. And I loved that job. Because I got to see people coming in like two days sober, three days sober, 45 minutes, so, you know, whatever. Yeah. And throughout the, I think it was 10 weeks 10 weeks that they were there coming to group, really learning and doing all that stuff. They were different people by the time they graduated. Wow. So it was, I loved that job. Also loved that I really got to, I got to yell at um, insurance companies over the phone. That was fun. <laughs> so those were probably my two favorite jobs. You're so cantankerous. <clears throat> well. What was your least favorite job? 
And don't say your current one. Because you'll get fired. Right. <laughs> um, I worked retail for four years in high school. Slash out of high school. You don't like working retail? Here's the thing. <laughs> Disclaimer. I love all people. <laughs> but I worked at a, a plus-sized clothing store for women. Uh. And there is nothing worse than an angry <laughs> large woman because you don't have her size of pants. It's like, well, ma'am, we just don't make that size. I'm sorry. And then they get Or more like this one company that makes this brand of pants doesn't make this one size. Pretty much. There are several others. No, it's like sometimes we just didn't carry that oh, sometimes size. Sometimes they were even was... just larger than... Yes. Large? Yes. Mm. They'd be like, well, do you have any in the back? No, but I can go stand back there for two minutes and pretend to look if you want me to, which is sometimes what we did. As a big and tall individual, I cannot imagine being so big that the big and tall store didn't carry my size. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because we went from sizes 12 to 20, 24, I think. And this woman needed a 28. Mm. And I'm like, well, ma'am, we don't we don't have those in the store. You can look online. I can help you. and pull all that up. That's not a problem. She's like, well, no, I want them now. And I'm like, well, lady, we don't have them. <laughs> and so, I don't make them. And I'm, so. I'm not about to go back there and find a sewing machine and make you a pair of pants. <laughs> so, I mean, it wasn't a terrible job. Um, but... Definitely wasn't my Just favorite. Just dealing with customers. Yeah, people were dumb. Um, I mean, clearly I would say my favorite job is the one that I have now. You can't say that. But <laughs> simply because I get to set my own hours. You suck. And work from home most of the time. Um, and it's doing stuff that I love, like graphic design and social media junk and whatnot. But uh, I did really like... Most of being a server. You were a server? Mm-hmm. Like at an on Italian purpose? restaurant. And I enjoyed it. Because yeah. I really liked interacting with the people. What? That was my favorite part. You? Yeah. I don't believe it. When I'm in... That's garbage. Yeah. And I don't know You're if it was liar. because... I don't know if it's because I felt like I was an authority figure because they're all sitting down and I'm standing up mm-hmm. talking to them and I know everything about what's on the menu and whatnot. Mm. But I really loved talking to people. I really loved hearing their stories and whatnot. Uh, it was just really fun. For some reason, yeah. For some reason, me being not a very outgoing people person or anything like that, I really like the customer service parts of jobs. When I was a secretary here at the church, my favorite part was answering the phones. Same thing when I worked at the radio station. I was the traffic director at the radio station. I loved answering the phones. Um, so, Mm-mm. yeah, it's fun. But my least favorite job, ironically, was... This one? No. (laughs) Was when it went the opposite direction. I worked for two days at a call center where we basically put in calls for donations for different police organizations and whatnot throughout the country. And... You know, you're interrupting people's day, dinner, yeah. whatever. Everybody thinks you're a scam, which I kind of believe we might have been. I didn't yeah. really do my research, but Did it they pay sounded shady. The uh, no, mm-hmm. but uh, I do remember, like, I made my first 
sale, quote unquote, my first day. And I got like a $50 bonus and everyone was, yay, you know, first sale. And I just sat there feeling dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, I don't like this. The second day I made it halfway through the day and then I faked getting the flu and went home. And you never went back? And I called the next morning and said, well, I ain't doing this anymore. <laughs> so I came in, collected the $40 I earned and the $50 I won, and uh, made 90 bucks. And that was all I ever got paid. There you go. Yeah. And you don't even have to claim that on your taxes. I do. Go I team. Didn't. But no, I was, yeah, I hated it. Absolutely the worst. It's Manic Monday. Let's uh, rock some of those nasty feelings and memories out of our brains. Uh, When we come back, 10 more crazy state facts. Stick around. show here with uh, some state facts. We started these last week. We gave you the first 10 last week. Uh, We're going to continue that throughout the week until we hit all 50. So uh, here we go. Let's jump right in with Hawaii. Though the United States was born out of rebelling against the English monarch King George III, leaving a lasting culture against monarchies, Hawaii is the only state in the Union to have a holiday celebrating a monarch, King Kamehameha. <laughs> is that how you would say that? I have Kamehameha. no idea. I would add extra letters. Kamehameha. I'm pretty sure it's Kamehameha. King Kamehameha. Uh, Idaho. <laughs> no one really knows where the word Idaho comes from. Before it was a state, it was called the Colorado Territory. Mm, that's a great name for a state. <laughs> Politician George M. Willing put forth the name Idaho, saying it was a Native American word for gem of the mountains. What a liar. He admitted later he just made that whole thing up. Because of that, Congress initially shot the name down, but it later became so popular with the locals, they decided to officially name it Idaho in 1863. That's insane. That, I mean... <laughs> Based on a that's lie. Like, that's like naming your kid. Oh, there was an article I read one time. This girl, you know, they, this couple had a baby and they were so, like, excited. And the husband put forth a great name. Turns <laughs> out, like, found out when this kid was, like, 13 that it was the name of his favorite character in a video game. <laughs> it's like, well, my whole life is a lie. <laughs> Illinois. In Chicago, Hull House has been long no, rumored. You just said Illinois. It's Illinois. It, it is Illinois. You're right. You. I'm the worst. Are human toe <laughs> Illinoises. Uh, <laughs> she almost spit coffee. <laughs> In Chicago, Hull House has been long rumored to be haunted, mm. but things took a turn toward the bazaar in 1913 when word spread about the devil baby living there. Locals from far and wide grew fascinated with the story of a baby that spoke all sorts of profanities and even had cloven hooves for feet. People came to Hull House and droves to see it. Even the Atlantic sent out a reporter to write about it. 
I think it's funny that they had to specify cloven hooves for feet. Not cloven hooves for ears, because where else would you have cloven hooves? Just in case you were wondering, it was the feet. All right, Indiana, and I've heard this one. Uh, in Kokomo, Indiana, some residents have complained about a strange noise that gives them headaches. And this is like almost all of them. Mm-hmm. Reports began in 1999 and described it as a low, persistent grumble that would only go away if you left town. Others had more extreme symptoms like diarrhea and nosebleeds. Of the 45,000 residents, only a handful of the residents have been hearers to the hum, and scientists say that they aren't imagining it. Something indeed is out there making the noise. So it's like in one area, I remember seeing this whole thing, there's one area where just this group of people all hear it in this town. That's weird. But there is nothing. It's a cult. Nothing there that should be making it anywhere. That's weird. Yeah, it's very strange. All right, Iowa. In Riverside, you're going to like this one. In Riverside, Iowa, there's a monument that reads, Future Birthplace of James T. Kirk, March 22nd, 2228. Yes. When local Trekkie Steve Miller read Making of Star Trek in in 1968, it said Kirk would be born in a small town in Iowa, but didn't specify which one. Like a boss, Miller proposed making Riverside the town at a council meeting. His motion passed unanimously. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't get approval from Gene Roddenberry or nothing. He's like, uh, "Town that I live in. Let's make this the town." <laughs> I really like Star Trek, so this is what I think we should do. Since then, the town radically became Star Trek themed, and in 2009, it was recognized as Kirk's birthplace in the Star Trek remake film starring Chris Pine. So it is now official. It's canon. Kansas, <laughs> in this state, on Highway K96 between the Bentley and the Mays Road exit, right outside of Wichita, stands a tall tree considered a monument by locals. If you honk at it, you'll be granted good luck, or so they say. Locals loved the tree so much that when it was threatened to be torn down in the 90s, they banded together to save it and won the fight. Oh, and it also has its own Facebook page with thousands of followers. That's almost as silly as that bridge in Paris that you like put a lock on and then you throw the key. <laughs> that's romantic. No, that's silly. That's romantic. There's nothing. No, a lot. No. Well, see that tree over there? I'm going to honk at it. <laughs> good, good luck. Walked under a ladder the other day. I need to go to the honking tree. <laughs> Kentucky. We all know about rainbows, but an even more rare phenomenon is a moonbow. That's not a thing. During full moons on clear nights, you can see the moonbow at Cumberland Falls or on the, or wait, no. Cumberland Falls is on the Cumberland River near Corbin, Kentucky. Uh, Louisiana, a Louisiana burial ground famous for being the home to uh, psychic Marie Laveau. Also has another bizarre tomb built by Nicholas Cage himself. Built in the shape of a pyramid, this white tomb has the inscription Omni Ab Uno, which is Latin for everything from one. No one knows why Cage built the tomb other than assuming that's where he wants to be buried when he dies. Nick Cage is the creepiest individual. He's a very weird man. And I just, this just gives me another reason to not like him. 
but he's a fantastic actor. No, he is not. And an awful actor at the same time. He is just, just kind of depends on the movie. Awful <laughs> and awfuler. Oh, come on. Awful and awful. Come on. He's got some fantastic ones out there. No, he doesn't. Left Behind. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even say that with a straight face. No. Where they, where they punted no. a midget off of a plane. No, they did not. Like a football. They did. No. A Muslim man punted a midget off of a plane. <laughs> Was it like in the air? No, they, oh, okay. where they, they had landed and they had the shoot down. Um, and the guy was taking his time. So the guy just kicked him right off. <laughs> I remember being very upset by it. I'm like, that's, Why, like, are a, you like, part midget? that's like a hate crime against midgets, man. That's not the PC term it is. I know, people. little person. Sorry. It's just more fun to say. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry it if is. it's offensive, but it's more fun to say. Maine. In the 80s, Christopher Knight drove away from home into the wilderness and never looked back. For 27 years, he lived a solitary life in the woods, surviving mostly by stealing things from local cabins nearby. <laughs> you're not really surviving. That's not. Or you're stealing things. It's not like you're eating crafty. berries. Eating berries and wiping yourself with a leaf. He's stealing things. He's from like, local ooh, Charmin, they got the good stuff. <laughs> he built an entire campsite and never once purchased anything. Or spoke to anyone during that time. After years of larceny, he was finally caught and arrested in 2013. Oh my goodness. So he survived completely by theft. <laughs> yes, but this story just stole my heart. So that's another thing he needs to be charged for. <laughs> All right, last one for today. Maryland. The first Ouija board was created in an apartment building that now stands at a 7-Eleven. Uh, Elijah Bond and Helen Peters created the board and even asked it what it wanted to be called. That's creepy. They named the board named itself. Mm-hmm. Bond grew such a close relationship with the board, his tombstone was made into one, which you can find in Maryland. That's not something I ever want to visit. It's very weird. Yeah. Nope. I'm not about that way. <laughs> I remember see, that not is one of those that is one that of those things that Christians are very don't ever well, play it's with the Ouija board. Spirits are real, right? And right. I, the only spirit I want to talk to is the Holy Spirit, <laughs> and I don't need no stinking board to talk to him. <laughs> but I remember as a kid, long before becoming a Christian, playing it and being, "This is dumb. We're we're just all pushing it to wherever we want it to be. It's mm-hmm. not a thing. Yeah, ain't no spirit talking to us. Yeah. But uh, there have been some genuine instances instances yeah. oh, where yeah. where uh, Spirit forces seem to be uh, involved, I guess. Yeah. Who knows? No idea. Well, that's the end of our show for today. We're going to do the Bible verse and our thought for the day on our way out. Bible verse of the day is Ephesians 5.1. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. Our thought for the day is Greg Laurie. We grow. I speak. German slash French. That's called Bashba. <laughs> anyway, is Greg Laurie, the more we grow spiritually, the more we realize we need to grow spiritually. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every morning through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore presentation at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed together into a podcast for you over on backrowradio.com. Oh, and remember, September is National Recovery Month. 
and we are giving away a prize pack of awesomeness on September 27th to one random follower who shares our giveaway post on Facebook or retweets our giveaway tweet on Twitter. We've also got that photo posted over on Instagram. You can uh, reshare that photo. Just make sure you tag our account at Backrow Radio so we make sure to see it and count your post. We've gotten... Uh, a couple dozen entries already. Um, so, I mean, it's not going to be that big of a, you know, it's not like winning the lottery. You got a good chance of winning this thing. So, it's like one in 12 Andrew, right yeah, now. So, hey, hey, hey. a couple dozen, not one dozen. <laughs> Two in 12. I mean, uh, whatever. I don't know math. So, Mo's going to be out all week. Hillary's going to be joining us each and every day this week. Uh, Hillary, thank you for being here and being oh, willing. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, as our final word, uh, we want to send out our love to those affected by the hurricane over the weekend. In fact, it's still going on because it's a very slow-moving hurricane. Yes. They're saying it's going like five miles an hour. Something barely insane. at all. Yeah. Um, so we know there are a lot of hurting families out there, and you are in our prayers. Uh, if you'd like to donate to the relief efforts, we recommend visiting baptistsonmission.org and click on the Hurricane Florence donation link at the top 100% of your donations will go to relief efforts in the Carolinas Uh, that's it for today's show if you need us we'll be in the back bye I always wanted to say that (laughs) bye Felicia bye bye